1: It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to the Next Real Saturday matinee, our weekly show where the Next Real team gets together to talk about news, reviews, new trailers, and the hotly debated weekly list challenge. I'm Pete Wright, and uh, I'm pretty excited for the show today. Uh, uh, Rob Capasco and Kyle Olson, uh, thank you for joining me at the... uh, At the round table. It's good to see your faces and your beards. Happy to be here. What I need to say to our listeners right now is uh, if you love conversations about movies that were made, um, you know, the classics before 1950, if you love uh, high art, if you love the secrets of uh, classic uh, Soviet cinema, this is not the episode for you. (laughs) (laughs) We are hot (laughs) on the heels of Star Wars Celebration, and this show will be Star Wars Heavy. Uh, Kyle and Rob were both there for like all of it. And mm-hmm. uh, they have uh, pictures and experiences and enthusiasms and uh, apparently some news. I don't know what they are going to say. I, they have told me nothing. In fact, they have deliberately shined me on in ways that I cannot <laughs> even imagine yet. Uh, I'm very excited to hear it. Uh, my, I have unlocked my inner child from the cupboard beneath the stairs, and I'm ready to get excited. Uh, so before we do that, there has been a ton of new content drops, even not Star Wars content. What are you watching?
2: I'd say one thing I think that both Rob and I watched, and I think we we're pretty impressed with, was the Lost City. Oh, like uh, on Paramount Plus, I finally got to see oh, Lost City. This was, uh, Sandra, Bullock, Plus, the, was the, the Sandra Bullock Sandra and Sandra Bullock, and the, and Shane. Cha- yes. I was blown away by how good that really? movie was. Blown away. I was, I was so yes. I I was I went. You know, you know, it's part of the subscription, so you just kind of like a Netflix movie. You just sit down, like, all right, sure, I'm just going to watch this thing, and it was so charming and witty. And Daniel Radcliffe, man. <laughs> that dude yes. like just when you think you've got him pegged like I'm like yeah he's a nice guy he comes in as this villain with the, the most ordinary motivation yeah. and he's so great he had one of my my all-time favorite lines uh, from like this year it was I just, it just I just enjoy that movie uh, just top to bottom I think it was so great I'm so happy that there's like a mid-budget adventure rom-com it's been so long since it's been like that yeah, yeah I, I highly recommend anyone who's like I hey, wonder if that'd be any good Yes. Uh, yeah. You'll it fills, It, it
0: absolutely fills a hole. It fills a hole in the yeah. romancing the stone in the like, th- those are the yes. movies that I really like. This movie was to me an homage, an
2: homage, homage to that. It yeah. was an homage. Right. It, it's amazing to me that like that, like, you, you go, oh, yeah, I'm stone. That was like 30 yeah. years ago. And they've done like, like, that's the, that's the last time you can have a movie to compare yeah. it to. Like, clearly. I just have to say, <laughs> if, if or it was successful, it will be that.
0: Mm, in that movie. Yeah. Oh, oh right. Oh, Oh yeah, aging life. <laughs> oh god,
3: it's it's crazy. No, the movie, and I agree. Like I didn't have a a huge expectation. Yes. I think that's what maybe helped going into it. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be like a Netflix right. movie. Oh no, it's way better than that. Uh, and Daniel Radcliffe, yeah, I can't still can't get over that. This won't give anything away. The buffet <laughs> table room scene yes. just was. I mean, because that's where you int- you get introduced to him, and you just go. That is that is one of (laughs) those insidious
0: bits of comedy, and I I feel like it's okay to just kind of out it because it's uh, like it. This movie is is full of these kinds of bits of comedy where it's a very serious scene, and then they open the doors and turn on the the airplanes, and all the food blows off the tables, and it's hysterical to me it's the joke that seems <laughs> stupid and then gets funny and then stupid again but comes all the way back around multiple times and by the end it's a riot i think it's very very funny um so i think yeah. this movie is full of those kinds of things and he tatum's all over the place just really oh, yes. really great yes. taste. uh he's a fine so comic few actor
2: actors can play yeah. dumb so smart yeah. totally agree Totally agree. Absolutely. So that's it. That's, yeah. that's the, the leeches,
0: thing you the watch. Leeches, the just there. <laughs> You're, there is so much content dropping just like this last weekend. So much content drop yes. and you lead with lost city.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it, it deserves to be discussed. <laughs> okay.
3: okay. Okay. Uh, Rob,
2: what Rob? You got, Rob.
3: I, okay. So I'm still, I'm, I'm fresh off a nonstop 10 day trip that in the middle of was uh, star Wars celebration. I have only watched uh, the first three episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi. I have I have Stranger Things on the list. Mm-hmm. I have Strange New Worlds. I got to get caught up on. I have a whole bunch of other things I got to watch too.
2: Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm also I have not I've not got up on Stranger Things. I'm up on Kenobi. All I'm right. up on uh, uh, Strange New Worlds. I
0: um, so Stranger Worlds.
2: I am actually
0: behind one episode, uh, but I am caught up on um, Strange or Stranger Things, which I have I binge this weekend, and nice. I quite loved it. Uh, do you know oh, what? And I'll tell you I'll tell you why it is. It is everything. I, I think it's everything good about the prior seasons, but more of it and very fast. It moves very good. fast. You know, when they tell oh. you it's like, oh, my God, all these episodes are like feature length episodes. None of them feel like feature length episodes. They plow through like just when you think this scene might this is a scene that's in danger of going on to look before you get done with that sentence, they've already cut to something else. Like it is <laughs> uh it, it is a pummeling pace and it never feel it does it actually doesn't feel rushed. It feels as energetic as the story is. And so to me, I, I had a great time with it. I love that they've leaned so hard into the D uh culture. And um so I'm having a blast and I, I just um, I think it is one of two things that we're talking about on this very show that is a part mm-hmm. one, part two. Uh, part two yeah. is going to drop all seven episodes in uh, uh, late July. But I, if you haven't watched, I, I don't know, I don't need to recommend Stranger Things to Stranger Things fans. I, I, I had a blast <laughs> with it. And uh, um, is this the, is this officially the end? Do you know? They've announced that this is last no, season or is they there a actually season five? Just,
2: they just had a conversation where they pitched season five to Netflix and Netflix was, apparently, Netflix was crying. So <laughs> oh, know, Netflix like, was crying. I love yeah, how we're anthropomorphizing like, <laughs> poor
0: yeah, Netflix.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, they, they basically said, here's what season five yeah. is and, and, and how it ends, like, and how everything ends. And they were, they were ecstatic about it. So, there is one more oh, season. Even following. the end of the first half of season four feels like
0: everything is going to end. That is my feeling about it, that this isn't yeah. going to go well for everybody. Is there anything else we need to talk about uh, on the small I said, screen? You know,
2: the only uh, the only other movie thing I think to 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 the other side yeah. of Lost City was I got to watch Death on the Nile, which I had oh. not before. What do you think? Oh. I watched uh, so Meridian Express. I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a, an absolutely amazing movie. And Death on the Nile isn't. Yeah. I I mean like I how? we That's watched it and were hardcore of you shocked at how just. I don't know inept that movie was. <laughs> I mean, it it was. I was like, I was like, this is like major. This is a this is a major director. This is a major budget. These are major stars. Why is this so bad? Oh, dear. I, I I mean, it's just it's badly formatted, badly put together, bad special effects. I mean, and I'd it, say for a movie called Death in the Nile, it's. Over an hour before there's a death. Yeah, more death needs to happen Nile. on the Nile, for sure. There's a
0: lot of story in there. Yeah. But I, it's been a long time since I've read the source material. Uh, like, yeah. I was a kid, kind of, long time. Right. And so, I feel like I, 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 I have no room to judge the adaptation. It, it is a slow-moving uh, boat ride. Yeah, it's about as slow as the as the steamship <laughs> on the Nile.
3: Yeah. <laughs> there are there yeah. are some beautiful shots. Yeah. Like I mean, like uh, the story is yeah. ridiculous. You, it, and not to give anything away, there's a death. Who you th- who you think did yeah. it? And then you think, well, that can't be it, because then the yeah. my God, what's left, right? Oh, it is. <laughs> uh, but there are. <laughs> I mean, it really. I, yeah. mean, I mean, it's pretty obvious. They, they spend like a good twenty
2: minutes of it, like giving an origin story to a mustache. <laughs> That's yeah. right. What what are we doing here? That's right. That was that was a
0: nonsensical yeah. non sequitur. Like it yeah. really, like there's yeah. just there was nothing to it. But
2: there are some pretty parts. I mean, there is there is some visually. I love the things. color tone. Oh, yeah. A murderous tone. <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's like trying to find a nice thing to say. I mean, the 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 acting was uh, what you'd hope for from the amount of money they spent to get all those people <laughs> there. Right. And, you That's know, right. not even a whiff of cannibalism. Right. So that was nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So are we going to talk just a little bit about this week's Kenobi? Is that a thing we're allowed to talk about? Sure. Just not. Uh, and like completely uh irrespective of star wars celebration uh this week's Kenobi is uh is, is really uh, great if you haven't watched it, skip forward maybe just a little bit um do you do you have any strong opinions about how they are handling our principal antagonist
2: yeah i say i think, I think it's i think it's great i mean I was hoping there'd be a little bit more uh, Hayden <laughs> this is the this is the this principal
0: point? question of the principal antagonist yeah. that we've seen Hayden. Yeah. In uh, the makeup, very briefly, very very yes. briefly, the voice is James Earl Jones, and that is yeah, uh, that is Perfect. really Perfect. fantastic. Thank goodness, thank yeah. goodness.
2: Uh, yeah, I know you know, that was that was a big question yeah. going into this. Like, will James Earl Jones be back? Will they find somebody yeah. else? So relieved. I almost hoped when Vader showed up, he would like see Obi Wan and then go. Click, click one of those switches and then Hayden would be like, listen, Obi-Wan right, right, I have something right. I need to tell you.
3: He doesn't have the Darth filter. about filter.
2: Sand. Right, exactly. You just like, click, turns it on.
3: You know, I think the show, but I'll tell you I, I it's interesting. I, I I've talked to a family member who's mm-hmm. seen it and I talked to actually somebody at work today and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard a lot of people say flat out they don't like it and I'll be blunt. I love this. I think it's I think it uh as Lucas likes to say, it rhymes. There there are the things that, you know, you see uh in characters like Luke Skywalker from Last Jedi, you get a little bit of that in Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. where he's where he's closed himself off from the force. Uh I love the anger and the stuff that you're getting from Vader. And as far as like, you know, I, I saw a couple things there, there's obviously a conflict that happens in the third episode mm-hmm. that I did not think was gonna happen until the sixth episode. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's going to happen in the sixth sure. episode. This is, this is a preview of it, but I love how you're seeing that furiousness that you kind of, what everyone grap- uh, grappled onto with Rogue One when you saw Vader unleashed. Yeah. You're seeing that, but you're seeing it here so much more personal, so much more seething. There is a moment in this episode where at your first glance of what happens, you would think to yourself, oh, well, this is silly. Vader can just, he can just jump over yeah. this, right? There's, there's a thing. And, But yet you realize, no, because when you understand what's happening, it's he wants Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan to suffer. Mm -hmm. He wants to inflict massive suffering. He is patient in his rage. And I think it's phenomenal. Like, I really love this. And the whole thing with the the first two episodes, I think they've done a great job setting up uh, a a character that you didn't expect to play such a big role in this. Mm -hmm. But then you're seeing Hayden. Like, there are moments in that third episode with Vader I never thought we'd see. Yeah. Yes, we s- we uh, the castle yeah. and the things that connect and how they connect to Rogue yeah. One, and even yeah, to, uh, it's and to Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, like
2: they they, they spent a whole yes. section. Like there's a, there's yes. a whole scene that takes place. This thing that's like directly the, from uh, the game. The, yeah, which you're right. I was like, yes. oh, I, when
0: you go to the Inquisitor, I base. feel like I I was um a, a little bit bearish on. Oh, just the act of obi-wan like i'm i'm i want to see more star wars stories and i don't necessarily need to keep going back to filling holes in the original skywalker kind of story sure yeah. um but if you're going to do it so far this feels like the way to do it uh and mm-hmm. it's hard not to like yes. ewan mcgregor like i just i i think he's a yeah. he's a fantastic well, yeah. performer and and i don't I, like I don't hate watching him as Obi Wan Kenobi. I I really think that's a it's a good character for him, and and uh, so it it plays for me so far. Uh, the the Vader stuff as I, I mean he it is the the brutality with which they are handling mm-hmm. Vader is uh, I like exceptional. It. I that is this is the Vader that I always imagined was the Vader from the movie that started it for me. Like it was this guy. Um, And so I
3: I like that quite a bit. Which is awesome because this is the Vader that has been portrayed in the comics. Mm. Yeah. So that if you follow that along, you're now actually seeing that. If you're a fan of the comics, this show is a goldmine, which I I totally love. And also, I mean, again, I don't want to go into spoiler territory, but I think the biggest uh, biggest subtle uh, mic drop moment in the third episode is finding out that a character, there's a certain character that has a sibling. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. Which... That's. There's no way that just yeah. was yeah. dropped for nothing. They're planting something, hmm. which I hope has a has a payoff. Yeah. Not maybe not in the show, yeah, but somewhere down the line. Uh,
0: it's produced well. It looks good. Uh, I the volume yeah. stuff uh, feels again, uh, y- y- you know, really quite beautiful. Like their performances are great. I have I have no problem with them. I'm mean, I'm excited to see kind of where this where this ends up going. And and you know, I love that it exists.
2: I, I see. Totally, I, I totally. You know, so we all came in, sort of waiting for you know Vader versus yeah. Kenobi again. But for me, the like the best part of the episode is riding in the back of the truck. Yeah, like yeah. just you know, stuff. The quiet, like this is what you the, very difficult to do in like the big budget movie is like that you can do in a television show where it's you have the decompression yeah. is just Ben and the girl. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm spoiling or not. You know having this conversation and like talking about her mom. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like (laughs) I never thought we would ever see anything like this. And like, that's uh, it, it, it pains me that we're halfway through. Yes. Very much. Like, This should have been like, there's the, that's the problem I'm having right now with a lot of the star Wars show. And even the Marvel shows is where they're hitting the gas and where they're hitting the brake, because I don't think they still understand. We are okay with the quiet moments. Yeah. This is what the television can do: is you can just have people have a conversation, and it's fine. Like I want to see Wanda and Vision just chatting, mm-hmm. because we don't get to see that because they're they're all fighting, shooting laser bolts, and pulling gems out of heads and stuff. Like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm I show me a dinner. Because I've never gotten to see that before.
0: Well, and one of the most beautiful uh, moments, was it was it uh, Endgame? I can't, or, or uh, uh, Infinity War? I can't remember what it was, but it was when Wanda and Vision are sitting on the bed, and uh, you know she's just so sad, and he says, you know, it can't all be. It can't all be sadness, right? They have this little moment, the two of them talking about grief, the nature of grief and loss. Yeah. And it is like one of the most powerful kind of emotional moments, and those are few and far between in these things. Yeah. When you have such an opportunity of six straight hours to tell a story, tell us yeah. more of those stories. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, shall we talk about trailers? Why not? Oh let's do trailers.: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get to go first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Your trailer is the one I would have picked. Like when I went in to yeah. do it, I'm like, oh, I bet you nobody's going to be talking about this. Pete already got yeah, it. Yeah,
0: Pete got All it. He right. got it already. So my trailer is. Uh, It comes from a writer-director who I absolutely loved when he first started contributing on The Office, uh, the American version of The Office. He is fantastic and funny, and he has—this is his first feature film as a writer-director. I'm talking about B.J. Novak, and the movie is Vengeance. I have a story. Okay. I'm in West Texas, where this family just lost their daughter to an opiate overdose. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's not someone I was close to. But you flew to Texas for it? Uh, yes. Uh, it was a girl I hooked up with a few times. Her family thought that we were more serious than I did.
1: I've heard so much about
0: you. I've I've heard,
1: yeah. Abilene just didn't die. She was murdered. What? The two of us we want to avenge her death.
3: So as like a personal boundary, I don't avenge deaths. But here's what I can do. I'm gonna record
1: everything that you think happened to Abilene, and we'll put it on a podcast, and we'll see where it leads. What evidence does he have that it was a murder?
0: Nothing. And that's the story. What's this podcast about? A new American reality where people invent these conspiracies. You got deep state, pill pushers, cartels, the law. Because the truth It is too hard to accept.
2: My Prius exploded.
3: Oh my God. What if you were driving a real car with gas and stuff?
2: The problem isn't that these people aren't smart.
0: The problem is that they are. How do you take your coffee? In the mouth. If you want
3: people to open up to you, you gotta act like one of us.
0: It is a movie about a a, a, a podcaster, (laughs) radio host and podcaster from New York City. New York City, who goes to solve the murder of a a girl that he has uh, hooked up with and goes down south to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened to her, says IMDB. Uh, It ends up being a story of culture clash, fish out of water, uh, and it also is, uh, it's a story that whole setup of the story, the principal setup of the story, story is that there is no story to tell, and the act of being exposed to this this culture clash and asking questions creates a story. That's my that's my sense of it. Uh, and I love the whole idea. It, it is an idea that has been well-trod uh, over the years, but the cast I find is uh, charismatic and funny, and uh, B.J. Novak and Ashton Kutcher is in it, and uh, Dove Cameron, uh, Dove Cameron is a is a staple in my house because I think. You know, I, I think my son fell in love with her on mm. uh, that. What was that twin show she did? Uh, oh, she played she twins. Played on Disney Channel, right? yeah, yeah, it was a Disney Channel thing. So she was always yeah. on in our house. Uh, she's always on her
2: because of uh, Descendants.
0: Oh, that's another one. Of course. Yeah, is Descendants.
2: Descendants. So that's.
0: Totally. So, uh, but it, it is. Just, and she's a Marvel alumni too. She's she also a Schmigadoon. Shmig uh, that's right. Alumni. So, um, yeah, it's, it, she's. Uh, everywhere in in our house. And uh so it is just full of people that I think are going to be really funny to watch in this clash of uh ideologies, worldviews, cultures. And I I was laughing. I was laughing at the trailer. What'd you guys think?
3: Uh one, very funny. And I thought immediately, like you said, I mean, dear Evan Hansen, this is the same, you know, sort of person miss you know misinterpreted or or you know assumed assumptions are made about what value this person or what importance this person had in another person's life but i will tell you i laughed tremendously at some of those one liners that are in mm-hmm. this and uh, bj novak needs to do more <laughs> stuff oh yeah because this is <laughs> so brilliant funny. like on screen like he i forget i was an occasional office viewer but i've always kind of i've been intrigued and entertained by him this looks great.
2: Yeah, I, I, I had worried about it, you know, so then watching it, I was like, ha look at the rubes, you know, like they're going to yeah. do that thing. Right. whatever. But like the more well, I'm like, I'm like, oh, no, they're like basically it's just well, first of all, just funny, but also they're taking shots sort of at both sides. So it's, it's like, yeah, he's also way out of touch. Uh, so they of they bouncing back and forth. Then the, sort of the twist of that. Maybe there really is a conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's he he took a a couple of really tropey things and combined them into something new. And yeah, I yeah. I'm, I'm cannot wait to see it all put together. I think so, too. He uh, you know, I'm looking at his
0: stuff because of his office uh, allegiance. He's done some work on the Mindy project. And um, I, I I'm not familiar with the premise. Uh, have you guys heard of the premise? I have not. I have not heard of the, premise, the premise until of the premise? just now. Antholog- a- anthological anthological series that uses the boldest of issues of our times as jumping off point to tell singular character driven stories about today's world. Uh, the anthology of now it is a it literally is called BJ Novak presents The Premise. TV series 2021 ongoing on FX. Not heard of it, but my right. goodness, the the first couple of episodes got a heck of a cast your favorite in mine john bernthal is in uh, episode ben platt daniel day kim lucas hedges uh, caitlin deaver eric lang my goodness boyd holbrook say check your hulu because i know they have a the big thing with FX. sure for sure this looks like uh, one of those things that might be worth actually checking out so, BJ Novak, when, when can you actually watch this thing? That is a really great question. I'm so glad that you asked and gave me the time to vamp long enough to be able to tell you.
3: It's in theaters July 29th. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. This year. And this July. Stupid Correct.
0: IMDB is the slowest site on the internet. Uh, okay. That's my trailer. Who? is next. I believe that honor goes to Rob Kowalska.
3: I can't believe I uh, got second. Okay, so here's my setup. It's a swashbuckling Middle Ages adventure set to a modern soundtrack featuring players from the MCU and Star Wars universes. You will bow to no one. It's The Princess. Once upon a time in a magical castle, the king's daughter was locked away in a tower
0: you made a promise to me that your daughter will be my wife
1: I'm not a piece of property to be traded but these guys with the wrong princess
2: I like a girl in lace
1: Save my family let's get you ready
0: not exactly ladylike behavior
1: ah! i'll never stop until i'm holding you're still beating hard
3: okay so here's the deal uh this just came out this trailer just came mm. out right so i love when i can like catch something like you know when i find this Yes, if you remember, uh, what is it, A Knight's Tale? Mm-hmm. It's very much like that. Heath Ledger, I think, mm-hmm. was in that. Uh, yes, it's it's Middle Ages, castles, and, and princesses and kings and knights with a modern soundtrack. At least that's what you're led to believe. The uh, protagonist is a female. Uh, I believe this is played by Joey King, which I'm not familiar with, but looks fantastic. But here's what brought me to this. Uh, it looked fun. It looked energetic, and it didn't look cheap energetic. Mm-hmm. I actually thought this looked good. But two of the main characters, uh Olga Kurilenko, who played the Taskmaster in mm-hmm. Black Widow is in it, and Veronica Nyo, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Uh she played Paige Tycho uh oh, in The Last Jedi. Rose Tycho's So sister. Rose's sister, the one yes yeah. the one, yes. Who, kicks so the so the one who for who, the bomb to, Yeah exactly. And she has the half yeah. of the necklace, the whole thing her character arc. So I thought that was cool. Um what did you guys think? I, I feel like you're understating the gag <laughs> in the trailer. I, oh, understating
0: that, if, if by understating, I mean, didn't tell us the
3: gag. Like, yeah. The gag is, oh, yeah, the princess. She's a total kick-ass uh, <laughs> ninja murderess. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, oh, that's true. Like, yeah, like the the joke of it is. Is that you'd think? Oh, she's a princess. She's a damsel in distress. No, 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 no. She's she's more capable than anybody in the entire yeah. movie. It looks like it looks like she is sort of tutored by uh, Veronica's character. So I mean, you kind of get that idea. But oh yeah, no. And it's and it's over the top violence. There is a scene in this trailer where she takes somebody out down a massive, like a a, a big uh, core of like between a staircase, like a a, a rotating staircase. She she rides that person all the way down to the bottom and uses one of the banisters to to cushion the impact, and it looks actually pretty good. Like that sounds maybe cheesier than how I described it, but uh, no, it's it's the whole idea is is that yes, she's going to be okay. Right, right. She's going to
0: be okay. She's a she's a complete uh, badass. Uh, I that that's the joke that gets me. To watch this thing because um I the first I was like, oh Rob, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing with this dick? And and so I was I was relieved that there is such exuberant violence uh in the trailer. It looks really great. This is another one where the principal actress was on my television a lot Mm. uh in the 20 early, early teens. Uh, she played Ramona Quimby in the adaptation of Ramona and Beezus uh, kids yes. movie. Oh. And my kids loved that movie and they were in, right in the strike zone for for that movie and, the, and that audience. And so we – that was constantly on uh, my – she's been in a lot of other stuff. Um She was in the uh, update of Independence Day. She's she's in the show Fargo. I mean, yeah, her credits list. She's got seventy credits. There, she's she's been around this Joey King. Uh, I think a lot of people might know her from the Kissing Booth. That was another popular kind of rom com thing. So, Um, and of course, the Conjuring movies, Conjuring and Conjuring Two. So um, anyway, I thought it looked uh, again uh, deliciously violent, and uh, that's I I love I I love uh, badass. Uh, royalty I guess (laughs) I I think there was another movie that uh, that speaking of stranger things Millie Bobby Brown was just cast in a movie that I I can't place the name of but it's a very very similar story like she's Hmm. a kick-ass princess and there is no trailer like this movie absolutely beats Millie Bobby Brown's movie but it's a kick-ass princess maybe a dragon and um, it's a Netflix direct to Netflix thing of course
2: yeah, I had a similar reaction where I was watching, it like, "Oh no, what's Rob doing with this now?" And but then the the more that when the action kicks off, I was sort of like, as an action nerd, I was like this is very well put together. Yeah. Like I could already tell it's not, you know, tons of CG and, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it's just really people, real stunt people actually doing this stuff. And and the more I watched it, I was like, there's no way this is like a first timer. So like I went in and sort of dug around a little bit and I found that this, like so Lee Van Keat is the one who's uh, directing it, had done a movie called Fury, which now has shot to the top of my list too. It's kind of like... Like taken, but it's it's sort of like a, a mother has her kid taken by like uh, by child traffickers and then hunts them down and essentially to try and get her kids back. So it's like, a, you know, a, a thing that I think I watched that trailer and I was like, oh, no, this 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 guy, they got legit skills. Mm-hmm. So I cannot wait to see in this sort of from that serious. I mean, like that was like a serious looking movie to this, like fun thing, but still like tons of action. Yeah, I'm definitely on my list. And it's nice that it's, it's coming right to streaming.
3: Yeah. Hulu, July 1st. Which I, which, and that got me more interested because I'm like, oh, well, that's easy. That's a July 4th weekend. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, That leaves you, Kyle,
0: last, the last position.
2: Uh, So I I would say well, one thing that both of your films have in common are uh, terrible titles. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they are good movies, but there's a rash of really bad titled movies right now, and I get the most ridiculous title (laughs) of the week.
0: I was just gonna say my movie could have been after the colon on yours too.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, my movie is Mission Impossible colon Dead Reckoning Part 1 Your days of fighting for the so-called greater good
3: are over This is our chance to control the truth, the concepts of right and wrong for everyone for centuries to come. You're fighting to save an ideal that doesn't
2: exist. Never did. So yeah, I can't believe you guys had not talked about this before, but like this, I guess it came out somewhere in the in sort of the weird gaps. But yeah, Tom Cruise is back, and you know, it's that's the thing that, that amazes me about the Mission Impossible series is it keeps getting better. Like every time a Mission Impossible yeah. movie comes out, it's a little bit better than the one that was before it. I mean, it's in the in the way that Fast and Furious gets more and more ridiculous, Mission Impossible movies just keep getting better. I I don't I don't know what they found a magical formula. That the same thing that's keeping Tom Cruise young is also <laughs> continually making these movies. Does the plot matter? Does does it matter what's going on? No, I have no idea about you know the whole James Bondian like conspiracy of who's betraying. Not nah, none of that stuff matters. Like I, I just want to see this these cool people doing cool stuff. Uh, it's in and you know, and taking it incredibly seriously as opposed to the Fast and Furious. Like, long may those franchises run until one day those franchises will cross over and both end at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of this trailer for the first half, apparently, of like a six hour Mission Impossible?
3: A uh, number one, he can still run. That has been yep. that's clearly made in this. Uh, not enough Haley Atwood. I'm so excited yeah. that she's in Palm. And I hope it's a yeah. Yeah, oh, no. Every, yeah. The fact that they've brought everybody yeah. back. I mean, when you see Simon Pegg show up, I mean, everybody. But okay. The thing I love is it looks amazing. It looks, it, 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 it the visuals get better and yeah. better. And I think that is, and this is not something that they are churning these out every two years nope. either, right? Like, this is something that they are, they take their time with. But I got to say this kudos to you taking a theme that everybody knows, and this had a twist to it. Like it, it came in all throughout, woven throughout the whole trailer, and then it ends in a way that I was like, "Oh, this is fresh again!" And, <laughs> and I love that theme. I'm totally yeah. happy.
0: Yeah, that's uh, Lauren Balfe ah, uh, on that one, and it's great. it is great. It is just great. I think. Yeah, I you know Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, yeah. all back doing some amazing stuff. Carrie Elway's, um, uh, Henry Cerny, uh, Isai Morales looks like a. Speaking of badasses. He's, mm-hmm. ter- you know, relentless and terrifying. Uh, Ving Rames looks great. You know, it's just really neat to yeah. see everybody back. This feels like part one of the end of Mission Impossible mm-hmm. to me. This really, this feels like the final chapter. I don't know. What are they going to do? Like, of course they can keep churning them out, but I, man, what a great what a great trailer to go out on. Like, I, I really enjoy it. It doesn't give us a whole lot, this trailer, no. right? And and I think, yeah, this is the teaser. Reliably so. It's good. Right. That's good.
3: But you do, you, I agree with you, you do get uh, sort of a reckoning of um, of something. Uh, reckoning of, uh, what could it, what would it what be what called? It be, oh, dead, oh, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the tie ty- I mean, yeah. I would assume that's what this is. Mm, okay. Oh, maybe he doesn't, maybe mm-hmm. he gets, maybe he gets cyborged, and he's, Ow, yeah, you know, they get that guy who does the deep fakes on TikTok, wait. and maybe they just continue it. <laughs>
0: well, we have a who lot knows. of time to armchair this one because it doesn't come
2: out for a while. That's right, we've got to wait a year. So this uh, because of of COVID and all sorts of stuff. Because you know, uh, and, and Tom Cruise has some very strong opinions about COVID. So if you want to, you know, Google that, that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, so May of 2023, uh, this will be
3: Oof. out. Now is part two done? Is it in the I can? Think or no? I think they're
2: they're cutting it too because I, I, I believe this was intended as one movie and it just got bigger and bigger oh. and bigger and so they finally went, hey, you know, let's uh, let's do a little Hunger Games section yeah. here and just whoosh, oh, wow. slice down the middle. But hopefully they have had enough time because it, I guess it was it was originally going to come out like they were ready to release it uh, like early, like it got moved up in the schedule and then all of a sudden it got moved back. So I think that that was part of it is like, hey, how about we just not cut a ton of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that we spend a ton of a lot of money on throwing Tom Cruise off of things uh and instead make two movies out of or it. Or
3: throwing himself yeah. off of them as you see in exactly. the teaser which looks yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. When do you reckon uh the this arc? Because this has, you know, White Widow with Vanessa Kirby and it has uh Isla Faust with uh, mm-hmm. uh Rebecca Ferguson. Like is this the end of the Rogue Nation arc? Is that kind of how it Probably. How it I would ends? Say, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, like you say, if, if, if Rob's theory is true, maybe this is, you know, where the Mission Impossible becomes the Impossible Mission.
0: Yeah. Right. Ooh. It was oh. too impossible. Oh. <laughs> wow. I just had a little hitch in my giddy up just hearing those words. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, well, 2023. Country. Here we go. Uh, I'm excited about it. There we go. Shall we, shall we talk about our
3: the reason we've gathered here today? <laughs> oh, absolutely! Wait, I had it. Did I have the lyrics? Let me oh. see here. Oh, Star Wars, <laughs> nothing but Star Wars. Oh, Give me those dear, Star dear. Wars. <laughs> Don't let them end. Star Wars
0: celebration this year. You, you are back from your uh, trip, and now uh, we have the. Star Wars Dead Reckoning. Um, <laughs> you, uh, we've talked Jeez. about, oh, what is that? That's your pass. That's the badge. Yeah, that was the badge. What a terrible badge. It was a terrible
2: badge. It's horrible. Wow. I mean, like, Star Wars Celebration, you guys did a lot of stuff right, but your badge art this year was awful. Wow.
0: So so just- first, just walk me through, like, the, the uh, wh- what? Like, I know there, are, there is, uh, like, a convention-type <laughs> setting where you're sitting in a big room part mm-hmm. of it and then there's also what wandering around uh yes so, how does it so work? we
2: yeah so we did the full four day so we do we got our four-day passes so mm-hmm. it started on a thursday uh in anaheim california this time it travels okay so, and unlike like san diego you know like like comic con like san diego right, right. this this m- moves around and they even announced uh next year they're going to be in london so, like it, it, travels from place to place. So, uh, and then, so you, you have. Um Panels, so you have like the, the what you see the, the live stream. You have like you'll they have big panels where all of that's where all you Kathleen Kennedy comes out and John right. Williams comes out. Like they have those are in in sort of like their arena, and they have smaller panels that you you won't see for like collecting tracks and for for fan podcasts and that stuff. Uh, and then you have like there's a, actually a stage built for Star Wars.com, so they actually will do live streams from there. So whenever you see like the two. Like, like you'll see one of the hosts yeah. and then like some of the celebrities just sitting around like in a little circle thing that's on the the event floor. So then okay. that's where all the vendor booths are. So like basically if the camera swung around, you'd see like a bunch of like the 501st and the Imperial Legion are all there and the Mando mercs. And, uh, and then all the vendor hall with everyone selling every single thing that has the Star Wars logo on it.
0: OK, and you're as a as an attendee. Yes. What is your expectation for participation across all of these venues? Do, are, do they give you like an agenda and say be here at this time, or is they it really just they, a they, cost? they publish yeah. all the stuff to okay. show
2: you like what you do, and then you get to choose you choose your adventure, like basically what you want to do? And the nice thing is, is even without talking about it, we all. Of our little group, we're kind of on the same page of what we want to do, which is we didn't want to stand in a bunch of lines, which is, oh, is very right. much an experience at Star Wars Celebration. You can have a fully successful day and see one thing because you sat in a line for four or five hours. And if that's what you've got out of it, great. But our group was like, no, no. So We wait, want to see so a bunch of things and things, not sit.
0: What are the kinds of things that that draw the lines at Star Wars Celebration? Everything... Well,
3: much, okay. I, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so the the thing about the trade show floor. I mean, it is massive. Yeah. I mean, the building, the main building, is tremendous, and one fifth of it is just the queue line for to get on the floor of the trade show yeah. floor. So, I mean, like in the morning, and I mean, it's a sea of people, and we're not exaggerating—a yeah. sea of people. And you can avoid that. You can just wait until the doors open and wait a half hour and yeah. go in. But as Kyle was saying about like the big the the arena, they have sort of like this connected arena. I don't know; it might hold. I don't know maybe 6 7000 people yeah. maybe um that one for the big events like the opening ceremony mm-hmm. the big mandalorian panel or you know those things you actually have to days in advance you have to put your your tag number in your basically your badge number in into a lottery yeah. to see if you will win the privilege of standing in a queue line to get into that that event yeah. and and honestly what happens is, is that not everyone does and I will notice this. The one thing we should definitely talk about mm-hmm. is, um, look, it's hard to, to manage anything that's got 40,000 people or 50,000 people sure. at it. They are notorious mm-hmm. for doing everything last minute. Yes. You buy your passes in advance after they sell out. They mail them out priority mail like two weeks before the event yeah. starts. You get your passes. You have to activate them. And then like two days before the event, they open up the lottery for these things. So you really got to be on it. And if you're not on it, like we didn't get into the yeah. first main, of uh, the main, yeah. cer- the, the, big the main thing we saw with ceremony. Harrison
2: Ford coming out, like all that. We were not in that room. John Williams, yeah. right.
0: Oh, where he we, conducted. And then they have the, other bigger rooms. Yeah, Cause the we, we, entered the we did right. not win.
2: So basically we were walking around the floor and seeing all the stuff while that was happening. And so just like you, exactly. we
3: were seeing the news reports yeah. come
2: out too. Cause it like, they weren't live streaming it or anything right. into the, in the hall. That's a shame.
3: I think that one of my, my favorite things though, on the trade show floor we were both in Chicago Mm -hmm. too, is that star Wars live, which is the live stream show. They put a ton of money into that. It is a fully built out prop. And you can see this. If you go to the star Wars channel on YouTube and you'll see some of the, because they, they have two big boom cameras that are getting these sweeping shots. It is a fully realized prop filled set. Mm -hmm. They even had a full digital screen behind the edges of the, of the, of the buildings So that you could see clouds and TIE fighters flying. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's a fully produced yeah. live show for four yeah, days. So straight. You're,
2: I mean, like when you see the, the interviews, that's only like, you know, f- five, ten minutes or whatever. But they right. the show is running the entire time. Like they have another guy comes out basically to hype up the crowd to throw out free stuff. And they had like little uh, rubber stress balls that look like thermal detonators. My daughter got one of those when they were throwing them out into the audience, uh, throwing that's... out T-shirts, throwing out hoodies. So this you know, is like and,
0: when they're shuttling audiences between like some 's got get up it's on the floor so you can just oh. you can
3: just come and go as you please wow you know? yeah you just stand yeah. there uh we had friends of ours that were there and they love this uh you you guys were there uh and then Jason uh one of our other uh, fellow father who was yeah. with us uh he and his son got to be in the shot when Hayden and Ewan were on the Star Wars yeah. live uh part they're in the YouTube yeah. thumbnail when you go and look up their thing, you can see the two of them between Ewan, Ma- Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen in the shot. It is happening. I'm looking hilarious. at them. Ten-year-old I'm son. literally looking at them right now. Yeah, he lifted. up. You can yeah. see he lifted up his ten year old son in the
2: background. Oh, you and you see his, see his little head. That's like, Luke. Hey, there's Luke. It's hey. <laughs> fantastic. There's Luke yeah, it was. And, and this it, is what's amazing about Star Wars Celebration, as opposed to the, a bunch of the other kanji is that we had we had sort of done a bunch of stuff in the morning, and then we went and, and rested because like you get exhausted, and then we came back, just oh, sort yeah. of wandered in around you know three o'clock whatever in the afternoon to see what's going on and walk to the stage and see what's going on and as we're standing there they're like alright ladies and gentlemen uh, put your hands together for Hayden Christensen and, and like they walk and, like I'm like 10 feet away and they walk out we're like what what what, what? <laughs> so like they did their interview and I'm, I'm yeah. like behind Hayden's left shoulder the entire time like he was like, I have pictures, like I'm that close. I could have, you know, reached out and slapped his hand, you know, as wow. he walked by. I mean, it was, it was, it's like, they just brought them out and yeah. had a conversation. It was so great. And the, and the energy on that floor, when something like that happens is unbelievable. It's like the Beatles just showed. I mean, like yeah. everybody's like, ah! and, and then like they had their, they had their yeah. conversation, they get to the end and uh the 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 interviewer anthony carboni who's fantastic at his job by the way mm-hmm. uh like says oh so the you know we're about to watch at the time that was it was like it was going to launch at midnight essentially he's like hey we're going to see the first episode in a couple hours uh you know hayden like anything you can you can talk about like what what are we going to experience like anything you have to have to say and he goes this is where the fun begins, and the audience just goes. Wah! I mean, like everybody, like, lightsabers lightsabers went up, in and, the I air. Mean, like, yeah. and, like, we just roared. Everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. He said yeah. the thing. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: So, as as fans. What do you feel like was the the primary get for you out of this thing beyond the energy and the excitement of just being on the con floor? Were you into it for the like for news? Did you see anything like at at drop that really excited you? Did you learn anything about the current properties that we're see- seeing right now?
2: I'll say I just talked a lot. So, Rob, tell about the panel we did get into.
3: Oh, that no, we, we got in the into roof. the Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian season three panel. Uh, Filoni comes out. Favreau yeah, comes we're out in the room for that. They one. start bringing in one member yeah. of the cast and the, you know, and, and they brought out all three Mandalorians yeah. cause it wasn't just Pedro. It was the other two guys they got. And I didn't even know the one is what John Wayne's grandson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, no, and they got to talk and they get the, they get the fan love, but then they keep bringing people out. And then they, they, uh, Tamura Morrison, who is <laughs> my God, he just controls the audience. He comes running. Watch yeah, that yeah. Clip. He
2: comes running. He, he comes out like they're like, Tamura Morrison, oh. Boba Fett. the logo comes out. They play the music. He comes out and performs a Haka
3: right on the like in front, he of he? Yes. In front of the thing. We're like, all right, sure. Did, of course. And I mean, unhinged by the way, on you've, if you've seen yeah. those, this one was a yeah. level up yeah. from that. So it was very exciting to watch. And then, you know, so they're talking about this and they're like, oh, well, you, would you guys like to see the the season three trailer? And let you go and put your phones mm-hmm. down because this is not going to be and released they were
2: yet. serious about and that. There were security guards patrolling around. Like if you even like looked at your, your Apple watch and the yeah. screen came up, they would like walk over and go, hey. I
3: mean, wow. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No, nothing. Um, And let's just say that trailer yeah. is spectacular. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. You have no idea. And I don't know. I mean, people are talking about it. I mean, like it's there is just an there is a epic nature to this of where this mm-hmm. is going. You know, it, it, it he obviously is conflicted. He's basically got to make his pilgrimage because he's been, to, to use the term, excommunicated mm-hmm. from from the order, from his his strict order about taking his mask, uh, t- taking his helmet off. Um, But everything that's going to play into this and the, the one scene that I was amazed by. Is that they must go somewhere where there is an entire gaggle of, what is it, Baba Frick? Yeah, Baba Frick. Yeah, yeah Frick, yeah, Babu Frick from Rise showed up and Scott, in the trailer Scott. for
2: it. Yeah. And, with a, with a, and there's all yeah, of them. And family. there's a
3: whole bunch of it. It's like all his yeah. friends that are working on stuff. So you, you see how they're just connecting everything. And then there is the final shot, which I don't, this, doesn't, this doesn't give yeah. anything away. He is flying in the Starfighter. He is flying through clouds. And the clouds dissipate and you see Mandalore. Oh, yeah. and it's shocking. Yeah. You heard the gasps in the yeah. arena. Like yeah. this is happening. And so right there you'd say, well, that's, that's enough. enough. I'm, 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 I'm I'm yeah. topped out. That's yeah. it. Like, this is unbelievable. And then he goes, well, you know, there's also We're doing there's, another there's show one more thing. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's another show we're doing. We've been shooting it for three yeah. weeks. I think we have the, the person, and Rosario Ahsoka. Dawson walks out.
2: Ahsoka. Yeah. The so- Ahsoka. The, the, oh, which gorgeous Ahsoka yeah. manga by the way. Yeah. I don't know who designed that, but it's oh, fantastic. Beautiful.
3: That's going to look yeah. beautiful on shirts. Oh my God. So she comes out, and I forget the order yeah. of this, but like basically we've been shooting for three weeks. You know, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you know, what if, do we have anything to show you? Yeah, we've got something yeah. to show you. They actually and had they a trailer. A teaser trailer that was legit. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, what do we learn? And it's and a lot of it is it's, like it's atmospheric it's shots yeah. of her like a, like, taking like her a hood tone off. Poem, they yeah. Say, basically, it's
2: just like a lot right. of it's just like standing and looking because they don't have like a lot of probably the special effects like the fights done. Right. So it's a lot of just like Ex- standing and walking,
3: it, but, except for three yeah. moments. Yeah. There's one moment where they are walking towards the cockpit of the ghost, yeah.
2: and Hera sindala is there. Like really? from the, the back. back, you only see her yes. from the back. So we're like already like, and the Ooh! whole place is like this goes this nuts <laughs> of like,
3: Ooh!
2: and you so think then, that's enough? And, and like, I'm like
3: oh. yeah, you think that's it? Like you like, we can't yeah. take anymore. Goes to the title card, and then dissolves into the shot from the Rebels finals. of all of them, the the final like the hieroglyphic, yeah. The, yeah. Art the art of them, and then. The back of Ezra's head walks No, no, no it was Sabine. Shot. No, that was oh, I thought no, it was, it was Ezra. Sabine. Sabine, yeah. so, like, oh. so like, so like, so basically,
2: Sabine steps into shot like from behind, like with her purple hair and the armor and stuff too. Like she steps in there, and everybody goes, <gasps> and then like as soon as they go, they're like, yeah, that was Sabine. Want to meet her? And they bring oh. out the actress who's
3: playing Sabine Wren. Sabine. Okay, now look at okay, here's what's yeah. great is we both sat there and I <laughs> we both had different yeah. takes on what exactly. was happening. Way, I didn't see the, the, the uh, because of
2: my angle, I didn't see that it was Mandalore. Like the, I'm like like, what was the big deal? And uh, they came around. That's right, and that's right. <laughs> like wow. Well, the
3: problem is, and, and here's the thing. Well, there, there's a great example. We both got into this arena. We were all together when we walked in, and then chaos yeah. happened. So you
0: didn't end up sitting <laughs> and together. We up, parted us. We ended yeah, up in no.
3: totally two different spots yeah. in the arena. So, okay,
0: uh, who's who is playing and then, Sabine? Was it
2: a? Uh, she's an she's a new know? actress. You have to look up online. She I had never I've never heard of her before. She's a, so she's she's pretty new. But like like the the okay. amount of like as she walks out, like the the fans are just like, <laughs> like wow, you're part of the family. I mean, it was wow, just wow. this huge swell of of you know. Oh, I can't believe it's happening. Like and it feels really like as you were there, stuff.
0: it feels earned. That feels it like a, an earned crossover between you know uniting these properties.
2: Yeah, I mean, from a cynical side, I, I do feel sometimes that when these shows roll out, that sort of like it's Dave Filoni's fan films because it's just like, these are all characters you created. Now you're yeah. putting them in live action. That's what I worry but about a little bit. When they did the Babu Frick thing, I was yeah. like, oh, that's the first time they've ever reached forward yeah. to pull something back, right. which yeah. I thought was a good thing to say like, oh, yes, we're we're not just playing with the toys we grew up with.
0: It's a, it's a two for me, one for yeah. you yeah exactly that's ends the first you. time they've
3: sort of done
2: that <laughs> yeah. and i was like okay that's a good sign that they're sort of looking at that stuff as well
3: but wow. yeah i mean the actress yeah. oh, here, oh, go ahead Rob. The, the actress is uh natasha lou bordizzo bordizzo she's the uh an alum from the society hmm. i don't know what that is but uh, i think that's a cw um, show. yeah probably. yeah uh so no so i mean the, the, uh, yeah no yeah. you you just really got to feel that this is going in an amazing direction. And they did say this is something I think that came up over the course of maybe the first two days that the plan is for them that the movies and this we didn't hear anything about movies, which, which is no. the yes, movies, nothing. Will, the movies will all be no nothing. And it's because the movies are all going to be post rise of Skywalker. They are all future. Huh. Everything that deals with the past now is Disney plus. Yeah. So they've really made that delineation between this is what we're doing in terms of content, which I yeah. think is smart I think that's a good well, thing. Well, I was
0: actually it? curious about that in particular because I, I noted that off of the news but hadn't heard the part about future being movies past being TV filling in holes. Small screen, I should say, mm-hmm. filling in holes. Right. That's, that's fascinating. And uh, uh, and so to that end, they didn't share anything about future Star, or Star Wars?
2: No. Nothing. 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 We, we actually, we noted that, like, we sort of, like, clocked that as, as sort of, we, we sort of wrapped up the weekend, like, nothing. Like, yeah.
3: Now, there, now that's not to say that there's not new stuff. There is a ton of other shows that yes. they announced. There is a new show, uh, Skeleton mm-hmm. Crew, yeah. which is, which is Jude Law yep. is going to be it's in like, that. It's basically like Tales Tales the in
2: G- the Star Wars, you know, like, like a bunch of kids. Exactly, yeah. You know, like, an 80, they, they basically want to go for an 80s kid action movie yeah. vibe. Yeah. laws,
3: But for adults, yeah. but that one is still for, yeah. for adults. There's going to be another kid one that I didn't pay attention to, but the one I'm excited about because we've seen clips of it Tales of the mm-hmm. Jedi, which is an animated series they showed to the people who got there. We didn't, but a friend of ours did Uh, watch the first episode. It is richly animated. It looks almost Pixar in terms of the quality mm-hmm. and it will be short stories. Feloni is completely embedded in this. The first episode is all about the birth of Ahsoka and, and her, up. basically okay. her story. Yeah. And, and he even did, he did hint that some of the episodes are going to deal with some very, very dark mm-hmm. things. Wow. Wow. So that's exciting.
0: Do you feel like, uh, going into this event, did it? Did it recharge you? Uh, did you need recharging on uh, Star Wars properties? Well, yeah. yes,
2: did we I need guess. recharging on Star Wars? I don't know, but it, it's there's a different vibe to going to a show like this dedicated to one universe. Yeah. Like I love, I've, I've been in San Diego. I go, we have a Phoenix show that happened to be at the same weekend, so I didn't get to go this year. But there's that you're in the nerd community like you're surrounded by geeks these and are your that, people that kind of thing but yeah. when ev- when you're there and everyone is there celebrating one thing there's a different level of it. it's sort of like you're you know that you're in the community like it, there's a, just a different vibe to it where are like we're all on the same page right. even though like i'm like oh maybe you're more interested in you you grew up on the on the the prequels like or you were coming up with the animated stuff like oh you've read all the novels like it doesn't that that's sort of minor those are just like minor ideological differences. you know it's like we're all here because we all found something love something about this particular universe
3: sure yeah well and it's it's interesting to notice the respect that is given to everyone because even when you when you're like watching a segment or something and someone will say how many last jedi fans aren't there it's not you don't hear booze there's no no booze there's maybe just relative you know, degrees there's a different <laughs> level of, of, of enthusiasm, <laughs> yes. but it's always enthusiastic yeah. and it doesn't matter whether it's prequel trilogy mm-hmm. or sequel trilogy or original trilogy. Yeah. Like, no, there's a mutual respect for what people love. And maybe, yeah, you may love this thing more than the other thing. That's okay. We're all we're all still here because. We're all in the same in the same book. And that's, I think, what makes the event. So one of the things
2: that that was that was there, because obviously right now we're dealing with a lot of negative fan things going on right now. But I can tell you, we didn't see any of that. When we were there, so much so that that particular actress, Moses Ingram, who who was playing uh, Riva, the Inquisitor, right. she came out uh, and and on the Star Wars Live shades and I happened to be there and had her first. This is her first ever Star Wars interview, and she had with the guy um, who played the Grand Inquisitor, um, and she was there, and so they were talking to her and basically doing. And and so like we all we don't know who she is, like we've we haven't seen Obi Wan any episodes at this point, so like she's new to us, so we're all just it's the audience who had just seen Hayden yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Ewan and go crazy or just sort of like okay like we're all just sort of like all right we're just sort of leaning in and listening and so when she's doing she sort of made what i would think of a kind of a star wars faux pas in that they said oh, like so how much uh research did you do you know watching what did you what did you watch and she's like well none like she's like i knew some of the stuff but i wanted to yeah. go in i wanted like and i was like ooh, uh for this crowd i don't know if that's the best yeah. move but okay fair enough i mean like you're being honest so that's great you're being and honest then she said right but now that i've done it all i've gone back and see it, and now i'm a huge fan of and she and she named a bunch of stuff oh. that she had like basically she'd come to it late but now she's a star wars fan and so she's like and now i get to be a part of this thing and there's dead quiet on the floor as there's like you know probably a maybe a 500 a thousand fans surrounding her and then someone from the crowd goes welcome to the family oh that's so and like, nice we like, oh, and like i'm like i'm like this the so this is the thing this was a, the hardcore star wars fan yeah around like they paid the time and money and came here and did that and that was it so all these toxic people around there you're not a star wars fan if you're the ones who are
3: doing this because
2: yeah. we were the hardest of the hardcore and someone in that group did it, and everyone
3: cheered yeah it there's no trolls there were there no, no yeah, trolls in in that. exactly in that, at that yeah yeah. In fact, I will say this this, this will lead into another story. Yeah. Um, in the photo ops that they had, as of Thursday, you know, and a whole bunch of people had photo ops, there were only two people that sold out their photo ops. Mm-hmm. And the one was Ian McGregor. Yeah. The other one was Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, come on. Rose. Yeah. Yes. That's, and, lovely. Like, so that's of, awesome. Of
2: the top five worst treated, fan, yeah. uh, treated actresses by Star Wars fans there's There's no reason she would have ever should have come to celebration by the way that she was treated online no, and yet she was right. and exactly. when came out huge applause, yeah, everyone was so pleased that she was there and 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 like and like Rob said, lined up to pay money to 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 meet her and to get a picture taken
0: Wow. That's great. There is like,
2: there. Like I say, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a toxic side of it. I'm not denying that, but like, I'm telling you, like, sure. in that place at that time with the, with the, the hardest of the hardcore, the most devout, nothing yeah. but love.
0: Uh, it, it actually, uh, you know, the story about Moses Ingram. It surprises me that Sung Kang didn't have that. He's the one who plays the yeah. fifth brother and and uh, uh and it surprises me that he didn't have that particular faux pas because he's a fast and the furious guy, right like what's he got <laughs> right. time to read a bunch of star wars stuff <laughs> comics right? yeah mm, what what's the difference between the yeah. two of them right. mm. <laughs> mm. what could it be uh well that's that, that's fascinating and then d- did you spend time uh, uh, in the park
2: we did
3: oh, so this yeah, was your first now. this that, was what, your
0: first time in. The yeah, this galaxy. Our first,
3: our first trip to Batu. Yeah, yeah. We we walked in together, mm-hmm. and we I think we have, we the have footage, footage of that yeah. somewhere. The, here's the thing: they did a great job at. Um, they have now Disney has the Star Wars mm-hmm. nights. They had them early for May the fourth, but then they had this one that they moved. Uh, we had our passes. We had AMC. some cool special passes, so you had to buy. It was a special. It was another yeah. ticket, but the ticket allowed you into the park a little early. So I think it was like by six, the park closed at eight. You get in there for that hour, and then the Star Wars event is from 9 to 1 a.m. Okay. And it was a lot of people, but you had the whole park. It was phenomenal. And I'll tell you the story. like, okay, so did you go on Rise of the Resistance? Yes. We we had no expectations, yeah. to be honest with you, because it breaks down a lot. Earlier in the day, we go on the app, and it said, oh, the Ride of Resistance is closed. And we were, yeah, heartbroken. we're like, yeah, of course. Of we course. Get there, it breaks right? down on this day. We get there. We get all the way to the Rise of the Resistance. There's like nobody, there's not very many people there. And I go up to the, the the woman who was manning it and says closed. And I go, It's closed. No, you're not going to open it up for tonight. She goes, Oh, no, it's open. Open right now. It, it's, it's open. Yeah. It's open. It's open right now for you because you have the pass. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, we got in. closed it w- for regular for, park guests. Yes. But,
2: but it kept for so Maybe half an uh, hour. 25 yeah, maybe minutes? Half an hour at the most. Wow.
3: 25, 25 minutes. We got on the ride. It was amazing, Triple A rides. Uh, that
2: ride is unreal really like you were were good so i mean the fact that not only is like is bb-8 actually there like he's rolling around on the on a platform above you but like the the first image you see basically they do a hologram and it's and it's daisy ridley Mm -hmm. it's ray i mean like it really really is her and like when you're and it's when you're flying through the for the thing poe dameron is there like he pops up on screen and talks to you you know finn Helps break you out of, of I mean, like, and you know, and and Kylo Ren, like, is like literally right there. I mean, it's it's amazing to to to, I've never seen anything like that ride. The 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 people the Imagineers went a lot. That
3: that's like four rides in one. It's just nuts. There is a moment, and here is the thing I think that was amazing is I've never seen so many pieces of of servos Mm -hmm. and screens and lights all coordinated. There is a moment where you're in the um, sort of the shuttlecraft and the shuttlecraft gets into a tractor beam, right? Not giving anything away. And you have screens in the front and behind you that are LCD, which which actual animations. But as you get pulled into the docking bay, there is a row of LED lights that pass over your head in sync with what is in the front and the back Mm -hmm. of the ship to make it seem like you have just entered into the docking bay. It's It's unreal. They have gone to the upper limits of what is probably possible in terms of animatronics, synchronization, Mm -hmm. digital storytelling. It's absolutely fantastic. It really makes you wonder where it's going to go in the future. For like the Marvel uh, campus, well, you know I've, I mean, I've so. heard that it's such
0: a. Uh, speaking of Marvel, I, like I've heard that it's such a Marvel that ride in particular of of real time projection mapping, like the yes. projection mapped damage and things like that that are happening all around and you to really like, trick Slater your books brain. Fly past you, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's extraordinary. That's extraordinary. Um, is this a kind of thing that you just plan on doing every time there's a Star Wars celebration, or you feel like you've 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 accomplished I don't something? Think we're here.
2: going to London. No, London's out of the picture. <laughs> but if it were in Phoenix, you'd be bit- there. Yeah, yeah, I all think right. I think where if they go in the uh, you know continental US, I, I don't know where they'll be again. We we have some problems with the way they run Anaheim because we did Chicago and Chicago was smooth as silk and all that stuff, and yeah, Anaheim was true. not.
3: <laughs> they wow. had
2: some real problems with crowd management and and lines and stuff too. Just
3: the good news is fun. we though had we had an amazing yes, experience. Um, I was t- talking to one of the guys who went with us, and he was reading online, and let me tell you, we had the most amazing experience actually compared to other people. There were people that spent five, six and seven hours in line for things and then didn't even get the thing. So we were very lucky. And I will say there's, there's probably um, there's more because there is one other thing that we got to do on the last day that was even probably most spectacular, which we didn't, we were almost going to miss. And then we had somebody tell us, you got to go to it. Uh, It's called the Mandalorian experience. Mm -hmm. Disney brought out, an entire museum-quality exhibit of Mandalorian set pieces, costumes, props, and structures. Props. Uh, wow. Animatronics. And it Anatronics. was completely run by Disney. Animatronics. And this was run by yeah. Disney because as soon as you got in the queue line for this, everyone had Disney name badges. This was not yeah. Reed Pop, the people who run the or the or even the people who run the photo ops. Suddenly things get better. I don't know. Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, no. It, it, it as if it could just get a, better. A the, level the, the, of professionalism, uh, it just goes up. It, you, you saw it. As you go into the dark thing, I'll tell the yeah. first part. Kyle will tell you the, the, the yeah. main part. They had in darkness fully lit up the complete cockpit of the Razorcrass. <gasps> oh dear. With the Mandalorian inside it, you could walk right up to it, peer inside, get a photo of you on the other side, someone mm-hmm. t- it was spectacular. And you can't believe how amazing it looks in real life. Everything yeah. is practical. It looks like it's something that has flown through the galaxy. Yeah. Wow,
2: weathered wow. and damaged. And then if that weren't yeah.
3: enough, you you walk a little another way and you turn yeah. the corner. You
2: go past. It, there's there's I'm like oh there's some costumes oh, that's neat. Like oh there's the there's the 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 fish mom like that we yeah. carry the eggs. Right. So like all right. stuff and like you know, like like full size character like they have them in in like the on a mannequin so like they're standing so you can see all so you can take your pictures come around take a left and there's the Mandalorian's new ship the the Oh the, the little M- one yeah the, the, yeah, the based new on one the Naboo the full size the Nubu, right. prop sitting in the middle of the floor wow and uh in the in the in the cockpit of it is a fully animatronic child grogu <laughs> is literally up there looking around waving turning side oh, to side interacting Krogu.
0: he actually had a live yeah, puppeteer and, and, and they had sound effects working too. him
2: Oh, so, so you could hear him like as yeah. you do it, you, like you could take your picture and like he'd be you know turning and waving and
3: wiggling his ears and yeah, and and, I, and then yeah. surround and surrounding this is everything. One of the pieces surrounding it, the entire set of Boba Fett's yeah. throne room, the
2: entire the throne and like and all the, the yeah. and had, castle. Um, the the sort of I don't know. Really this is a, this is where my Star Wars fandom fans. The the sort of the white droid. Um that like ran the like in Rachel's roasters he's the one that actually trained the thing, but yeah. like the basic white dress, They actually had that and the puppeteer who did it. So they actually had like a guy in a gray in the, like in a, a non-mannequin in the gray outfit with yeah. a ball cap and a wig that would be like mounted to him. Yeah. That, that right. would be CGI'd out. But they actually had that on there. Like you can see. Oh, it. that's they awesome. Had a full-size Rancor head. Wow. Like that, that, the one yeah. that 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 Tamora actually rode. They right. had that sitting there. And they had a fully animatronic Interactive bantha, Samantha the bantha. Could you? Could she would you get like on turn it? her head and roar at you, and even like the one that when, the, when the, sometimes there was a handler there, he actually was like doing tricks with her. So we really like like what I was saying. I think there was actually like a real puppeteer in there. There were wow. two. Oh, okay, I
3: found this okay. out later. There were two puppeteers inside working the bantha. bantha.
2: Inside, yeah. Yes. So like so lips, mouth, tongue, head. I mean, like it I'll was fully like you would. You, you could take pictures with it and stuff, too. And he'd go, speak, Samantha, speak.
3: And then you go, and do the full. Oh,
2: know.
3: that's fantastic. I, yeah. I'll tell you this. The whole exhibit, easily. Well, they also said is you really got to be careful and don't yeah, touch anything. They're serious no flash serious photography. Because yeah. they said, we don't know if we have to use any of some of this stuff again. It goes, goes right back to set. To set. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, but the care that they did on this and the quality of the presentation yeah. You could absolutely pack this up, put it on a traveling science yeah. center national tour. Yeah. It's worth tour. a thirty dollars add-on
2: to your ticket. I mean, it's it's that you good. You could
3: easily buy a ticket separate for this, and you would wow. not be
2: disappointed.
0: Wow. Well, with all this enthusiasm, I I know, uh, I, Kyle, you say you have a prop.
2: I do have a prop. Yes, and so, I,
0: I, I for a minute there, I thought it was going to be a bantha.
2: Um, I know Rob, and and nice thing is is for those of you who are, are listening along is it, it has sound as well. Oh, fantastic! So, this will be the Excellent. end because I, there's uh, there's one thing I want to talk about at the end. But this was this was my big purchase for this because this is a nice thing about the the Star Wars thing is that. People can be like, I love the prequels. I love the sequel trilogy. I love the animated series, all that kind of stuff. And and we have different enthusiasm levels for different things. So one of the things that is one of my favorite parts of Star Wars is Star Tours. So the original Star Tours was one of my favorite things of all time. Because it it was very emotional to me at the night because it was the first time you ever got to step foot in Star Wars. Like before it was Batuu you were on the star speeder. Like that that was was the first time that you stepped into star. And so like, that was, that was all we had, you know, as like once return of the Jedi, then there were no prequels like that in that time period from 87 to, you know, whatever, 99, all you had was star tours. So star tours was carrying the heart for a long time. So uh, it is the 35th anniversary of star tours. Uh, And so in honor of that, they put out a special version of our favorite captain, captain Rex. So this is, a, this is a like a one-sixth replica, essentially, of him. Of oh, uh, the and, speeder uh, captain. And it has, just, it has a, a uh, remove-before-flight tag <laughs> on the thing, and... Welcome aboard.
3: This is Captain Rex from the cockpit. I know this is
2: probably your first flight, and it's mine, too. <laughs> Light speed to Endor! Ladies and gentlemen, there may be some turbulence up ahead. Make sure you see bus are fastened. I have a very bad feeling about this! Uh, Uh-oh, wrong way. Brakes! Brakes! Break. Ah! Yeah. And so it's, it's really literally the voice of Paul Rubens yeah. who was the voice of captain Rex and the thing. So oh. like, this was like a, you know, it's heavy too. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy, so. uh, but yeah, so it's a, a replica that sits on the thing. So oh. I was super, engaged. it was super excited that actually, and they only made a thousand of them. So I imagine they probably sold most
3: of them yeah. over the weekend. Wow. No, it was, and we got, we got to write it. I think you guys, you we guys did. wrote it that, that night. Um, we did get the new one, which is uh based between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, and I got to tell you, I I remember Star Tours. It it jumbled us yeah. up a bit. It's it a, was it's, a, it's a pretty rough ride. Yeah, yeah, there was no eating no. after that.
0: Yeah, it's jarring. <laughs> so,
3: I'm glad I had my blue milk though yeah. before. That's but right, yeah, that yeah, I was, I mean, you I
0: guys are really, I mean, you're like that. But I, people don't understand. Like that was. Rise of the Resistance for today's kids, right? I mean, yes. for me, like oh, that, I remember going on on uh, Star Tours 2 and that was that was it. That was the yeah. central a- and also a pinnacle of the technology at the time yeah. for many, yes. many years. So it's yeah. Extraordinary. All right, you wanted to talk about one more yeah, thing. So, yeah, your- so as
2: the, as the yeah. last thing, I want to talk about the thing that I like. Have, there's, I'm gonna, sure, I'm going to watch Mando. I'm going to watch New Boba Fett. I'm going to watch Ahsoka, all the stuff. Sure. But the thing that actually really emotionally affected me most. The, the, that shot to the top of my list was we got to go to a panel for something called light and magic and so like we didn't really know what it was uh they just like they listed a bunch of names and one of the names was ron howard i was like well that sounds really cool like ron howard's gonna be there maybe he's gonna talk about solo and so we sort of put it and and we won uh we won you know, the lotteries so, yeah. to watch it streaming so we didn't actually get to be in the room but you got to be in another room where you could watch the live thing and they have not put this out online anywhere so what light and magic is is they made a documentary about industrial light and magic and it's done by um oh shoot i forgot his name <laughs> um the the co-writer of star wars um lawrence casden yeah yeah Kazin, so lawrence casden yeah. is the one doing this and so he is the one doing this documentary and so his story is not about uh in 1978 it's basically how did you come to ILM? Like he went to each one of these guys to Dennis murin to yeah. Phil Tippett, to like all these legends uh, and, and said like, you know, like t- tell me what, what brought you there. So he's telling the story of the people who created industrial light and magic, which has become the most, you know, they, they redefined everything about that. So hearing these, the old timers essentially telling their stories about how the, these weird seventies, long haired weirdos going to like this, <laughs> this little thing and, and saying like, I can't believe that we're being paid to, to make, to make space movies. Wow. <laughs> wow And then also to, as a sort of part of that whole rebels thing. I mean, like they're, they're so far outside the system. None of these guys have ever done anything in movies before. Yeah. Like they're, they're engineers and they're artists and, and stuff too. Doing something that no one's ever done before in a way, no one's ever done it before. And they, yeah. even one of the times they, they tell a story and hopefully it'll be in the documentary where they had built themselves a hot tub because they're engineers why not, and why it's, not? it's kind of california it's the 70s and we're hot so they built themselves a hot tub and they're sitting in the hot tub uh while uh they have a crane and they're dropping a refrigerator over and over again boom Like over then they bring it back up boom drop it again and then a limo pulls up and george lucas gets out with the head of fox and they see that there's these guys that they're paying to do this, this <laughs> sci-fi movie sit in a hot tub watching a refrigerator drop <laughs> and they quietly turn around get back in the limo and drive away <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and all, so yeah. all these, and so what? What? And when the the woman who was telling it was basically George Lucas' personal assistant. She was the one who basically organized all of ILM because they were just a bunch of you know hooligans, these weird, you know, yeah, the, just like handwriting stuff and leaving out no head in system. And they they she didn't even know until that panel. No, that was uh Phil. Uh, I mean, that was uh, Ben Burt. Ben Burt was recording sounds. Yeah. That's for why they were I dropping the refrigerator. For, you know, for feet, exactly and like When ships and crash, things, that's, things what, crashes, that's what they were doing. Yeah. She was like, oh, I never knew. Like 40 yeah. years later, oh, I had no idea. That's what you guys were doing. Beautiful. So they actually were working. <laughs> but it's it's that sort of like that's the what the documentary is gonna be out It's gonna be on Disney Plus. Um and then he's the and and Lawrence Castle couldn't be there because unfortunately he caught the COVID, but oh. he was there on on video chat, and so he would uh he was telling the story too. But yeah, I mean like I was so overwhelmed by this, like the to this this idea of like just a bunch of guys and gals, you know, together, make doing something no one had ever done before, and now how all of us is, are basically the entire industry changed because of what these long haired weirdos did in this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot. I can, and they, they, the bunch of guys are all there, and they're telling their stories and stuff too, and and hearing Dennis murin talk, hearing Phil Tippett talk, all these guys that we had seen in those documentaries that we watched when we were kids, you know, now as older men. One of the things that was neat about it is they talked about one of the core philosophies of ILM is passing on the knowledge. Like the whole thing is, is every single one of them is about training the next generation. So they weren't trying to d- keep everything for themselves. It was all about sharing, collaborating, and having the next people do it so, so the next group can do something that they had never even thought of before. Right. And it still continues on to this day. I th- That documentary is going to be amazing. And that like shot right to the top of my list. I cannot wait for it.
0: Yeah. Oh. When did, did did they have a release date? Is it just it's this summer? This summer, sometime, sometime? they
2: haven't actually put it. They, I think I think uh, maybe even closer to the fall they haven't actually put a date on it yet. But light and magic,
0: it's light called. and magic. Well, I I don't want to yeah, sidebar us too long. But one of the what, know, you yeah, said Ron Howard, a- I got kind of excited because yeah. I, oh, I yeah, was, was not there. excited at all about Willow until they. Dropped the trailer and it suddenly yeah, and, and looks so very, very about good that
2: too. In the panel too, he talked about like, you know how they had never done fantasy before. Yeah. And so like, there was something totally different for them. And in the middle of when he was talking, someone yelled something at at him and he was like, yeah, sorry, I, I don't, I don't really control that. And he just could have continued on. I was like, well, and so later on, I the war reading the review. Someone said, you should do solo too. <laughs> <laughs> as, a,
0: as a solo, uh, a bull, I can say, I would love to see a solo too.
2: Yep. And you know what? There's a lot of people walking around in t-shirts yeah. saying make solo, make two, solo happen. two happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, what a fantastic so that trip. Guys. Concludes our trip. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well done. We had a great time. Came back with the con crud, but you know, yeah. it was uh-huh. worth it. Didn't get the COVID. So didn't get the COVID. Uh,
0: all right, well, if if that concludes our <laughs> retrospective on uh, Star Wars Celebration 2022, we shall move into the Rob Kiboska Memorialist Challenge. But first, if you're not a member yet, but you want to support the kind of stuff that we're doing here in the Next Real family of film podcasts, head over to com slash membership most it'll cost you is just five bucks a month and, and that contribution goes to all the stuff that we're doing here not just Saturday matinee uh, not just film board not just the next reel all the things that we're doing to, to grow and, and change and, and do all kinds of new stuff uh, in and around the films that we love uh, you get your own access to all the shows that we do in your own personal podcast feed you get uh, access to the uh, double and yet some triple secret uh, channels in our discord server And if you are wondering what movies the next reel is going to be talking about soon, you can also jump into our letterboxd HQ page. That's letterboxd.com slash the next reel letterboxd. It's the best social media platform for movie lovers. It's fantastic. You're going to, you're going to go over to letterboxd and you're going to fall in love with it because it's, there's no, there's none of the cruft that you get with those other social media. If you're just into it for the movies, come on over to Letterboxd. You're going to jump in there. You're going to follow us because then you'll see all the movies we're talking about. You'll see all the trailers we've talked about. You'll see everything that we've talked about, but you're going to fall in love with it. And you're going to want to say, hey, I want to support this fantastic team making a great social network, and I want to get rid of the ads, and I'd like to do it while saving 20%. And I I can help you with that. Just use the code NEXTREAL at checkout and you will be upgrading your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with that 20% off discount. And it works for renewals as well. You will spank yourself for not (laughs) taking advantage of this deal. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate your patronage. Now, the Rob Cabasco Memorial List Challenge.
3: Oh boy. You okay? It's always special when I'm on. Yeah, do you think? It (laughs) is. I mean, because, you know, because then everyone, this is the point in the podcast where everyone goes, oh God,
2: what What? What possible theme? I I, I, I don't think Kyle did. He's not dead. I don't
0: don't think any of the Step Up movies took place on a plane. (laughs) Kyle,
3: do you remember? Uh, (laughs) No. There might be some Tatum.
2: I
0: don't know. Let me see if I can can tatum Tatum my way out of this. We are pro Tatum. Uh, on on this show the the list that was handed to us is our favorite films that uh, took place on mm-hmm. planes uh and that's that's it, it is very broad very yeah. broad as we build your yes. weekend Love watch it. list very broad uh no other stakes to consider favorite film takes place on a plane i can tell you i get to go first and i can yes. tell you that my list You're does in fact boarding group a Ugh. weird ah boarding group a Ugh. i can tell you first that spot. my Picks, uh, I can't believe it, but none of my picks are in the uh, catalog. Uh, They have never been picked before, and they should have been, if I do say so myself. My first pick is, I think, a controversial pick, but it is a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, Oh, my goodness. I love Robert Downey Jr. movies. You know that, right? I mean... You're familiar with my love of Robert Downey Jr. movies. I uh, happen to sure. co-host uh, f- uh the first season of our uh, epic Marvel Movie Minute podcast. You're familiar with that podcast heard, as well. I we haven't heard of it. We um, are, we've we've heard of it. The movie that I start with and I I carry some degree of shame uh, about this movie. It is uh, Air America.
2: Oh, 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 wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> do you know what I'm do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, did not
3: see this coming at all. No, <laughs> this is
0: a movie. Uh, R. D. J. finds himself uh, recruited unwittingly into a covert and corrupt CIA airlift operation in Laos during the Vietnam conflict. He's so charming and young in this movie. I think this was pre cocaine, or maybe immediately during <laughs> cocaine, uh, and he was with. Mm, didn't age well, Mel Gibson. Um, yeah. I, I struggle a little yeah. bit to watch Mel Gibson, but these guys were at their peak sarcasm. This movie is, it, you have to have a soft spot in your heart because it just, it's its a rough watch if you've never, I watched it with somebody who had never seen it, never heard of it. It earned every bit of its 5.8 stars on <laughs> IMDb's uh, six-star rating. For them, it was nay, unwatchable. For me, I just have such fun watching them yell at each other in helicopters and planes and uh, dropping rice across Vietnam. I'm sorry that I feel that way, and I'm sorry. (laughs) uh, But it is, if you were a child of 19, like, who was watching movies in 1990 when this movie came out, um, yeah, it it might be worth a check. It might be worth a check. Air America.
2: Air America. All right. I haven't thought about that movie in decades.
3: (sighs) Okay rob to you all right here we go okay so my my tying thing of all my three picks mm. are i absolutely love all three okay. of these okay. movies. i hope none of you steal them but if eh, it's fine if not uh all right here's the here's the intro uh do you love harry connick jr in, in independence day if so why don't you try his film debut involving Ooh. another airplane 1990s memphis, memphis bell. bell good choice this movie oh this oh, came out wait is, there a, is that a, is that a steal? Is that a steal? It is a steal. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's an amazing movie. When this came out for the, okay, so I had just 1990. I am a freshman at Arizona State. I'm here in Phoenix. For those of you who remember, there's a local movie chain called Harkins Theaters. They had a Cine Capri. It was the one big screen. A friend and I went to that theater to see this movie. It was It was IMAX before we had mm. IMAX. I still remember the experience to this day. And I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I just, it was epic. Mm. It was unbelievable. Um, uh, directed by, uh, what is it? Michael Caton Jones. Uh, he directed Doc Hollywood the following year. He also directed Basic Instinct 2, but let's not worry about that. <laughs> uh, this movie is spectacular. It is an adaptation. It's a fictionali- fictionalization of a documentary about a uh, B seventeen Flying Fortress bomber from World War II. it's just amazing. It, it, you, I mean, it is not to be undersold
0: because of the cast. The cast mm-hmm. in this movie is crazy: yes. Tate Donovan, yeah. Matthew Modine, Eric Stoltz, D.B. Sweeney, Sean Astin. Sean Astin yeah. Yeah. is in this movie. The Reed Hobbit. Diamond, uh, in addition to Harry Connick uh, Jr. I mean, it is a uh, it, it's a it like it, it it was a collection of people that all you know it could have become uh, a collection of people that that earned uh uh like a n- cultural nickname right um yeah. a brat pack kind of mm-hmm. a kind of a nickname it yeah. didn't quite get there but um man billy zane billy zane Billy Zane, yes uh yeah this is definitely a hard steal i regret that you uh, are on this <laughs> list with me already oh, i'm sorry
2: Mm-hmm. As I remember, I remember watching this movie at probably the same time and liking it. I haven't seen it since, but it, in my head, I all, I always conflate it with the Amazing Stories episode. Yes, where the they have the with the guys in the belly gun, and it's gonna they don't have the landing gear won't go down. He's gonna if they land, he's gonna die. Squish him, yeah. So like, I always I always like the, My brain always puts those two together, <laughs> so like. Which was the one that had the animated wheels? Oh, wait, that's the other one. Okay, got it. So, yes. Uh, so for for my uh, list, uh, the the word favorite is a problem for me because it turns out as I looked at the list, I don't have a lot of favorite movies that take place on planes. Uh, but you know, I, I sort of had to come up with ones that I had seen and enjoyed, uh, except for this first one. So I'm breaking one of my own rules in the same because I actually have not seen this movie, but it is on my list like to watch. Uh, it could be terrible, uh, but I, I, I can't get over the premise of a terrorist attack a plane uh, and one of the guests uh, on the plane is a vampire. Uh, blood Red Sky <laughs> from the far-off year of 2021. I've never even heard of this movie. What? Yeah. Yeah it's, a, yeah. it's a terrorist takeover plane and one of the people on the plane is a vampire. That's amazing. I know. I'm like I just just the 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 thumbnail the 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 one sentence thing. I'm like I am on board. I don't even care. I will be terrible. I where still does one watch this? Okay, okay,
3: so wait, what's the tagline? Are you about to fix uh, the movie? What's the tagline? We don't have a tagline. Oh, let me I, tell you what the tagline is. Go ahead. The Mile High Club sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> Bring it in. Bring it in, everybody. Come on. <laughs> All right. That's exceptional.
3: I almost okay. don't want okay. to watch the movie now because yeah. the
0: technology yeah, is enough. Right? Right? All right. That's fantastic. Blood Red Sky. Where did you Blood say Red where Sky. you can watch it? Do you is it a Netflix Hulu? I believe it's a Netflix. Something? I believe it's a probably Tubi. We'll
2: look that up while you talk about your All right. thing.
0: Well, uh, I do. I do have another one. And I'm going to go ahead. This was I was going to save this for number one, but now I realize uh, what kind of territory Rob is playing in, so I want to make sure I get it before it's stolen. Oh, no. uh, this is a movie that I do actually like, and I like it for a number of reasons. From 2005, I like it because our principal uh, actors are uh, fantastic, and they are young and vibrant, and uh, I could watch Rachel McAdams read my grocery list all day long, <laughs> and Killian Murphy is a nightmare factory. He is so, so, so creepy. Uh, but what is really uh, great about this movie is that it just takes place on a plane. It doesn't necessarily involve like crashing, hijacking the plane. Uh, it is 2005's Wes Craven film, Red Eye. Mm-hmm. Red Eye. Yeah, that was a good one. That yeah,
2: was good one.
0: that was a good one. That was a good yeah. one. Straight up creepy. He's yeah. the worst. Don't take red eye flights creepy. with Killian Murphy ever. Yeah. Rob, have you not seen that one? I have not seen it. Though. Oh, that should go yeah. on your list of things to I'm watch, gonna sir. Go, I'm going to add that to my list. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Worth it.
3: Uh,
0: so, that's my number two. Back to you, Rob. It's our next flight, Rob?
3: Okay. I, I have a soft spot. I have talked about this movie. I think we've, I think maybe it's mentioned before. Uh, two planes, two action stars, and only one survives. And I mean one of the planes and one of the action stars. This movie... Had I had one of the greatest theater experiences of an audience <laughs> reaction ever, 1996's Executive Decision, yep. because I'm just going to tell you this: there is one of the one of the two main action stars. He there's only two faces on the poster, mm-hmm. and spoiler: one of them doesn't make it out of the first 12 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and when that happened, I will never forget that audience just going. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because if you came to that movie for yeah. that action, for that guy, uh-huh. you were like, well, "What the? <laughs> what is this?" That's why you stay for the Oliver Platt, and everything's fine. That's right. Yeah. Isn't like Ozamo in that too? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a good. Halle pick. Berry. Yeah. Because oh. wait, when did that? When did that
0: come out? Ninety-six. Ninety-six. Okay. The nineties
2: were really Rich. hot for
0: airplane
3: movies. Rich yeah. for airplane I looked movies.
2: Lists. I was like, there's so many. All right, and I didn't know. Okay, when I was yeah. when I
3: was looking this up, Stuart Baird is the director. This was his, mm. his directorial debut. He only directs two more movies after this: mm. U.S. Marshals in 1998, <laughs> yep, and Star Trek Nemesis yes. in 2002. Wow.
0: Yes, he okay. does. Yeah, there that's fantastic. Oh, I need to watch that again. Okay, Kyle, your second pick, sir. All
2: right, my second pick. It's just interesting because I actually had been thinking about this movie recently uh because and, and not related to planes at all but because uh, uh, having a conversation about unlikable protagonists uh and so like this it was i, I think about it, and so when when i saw this with the category this is the first one that actually jumped to mind um so this is a movie i have not seen uh since uh, originally it came out but like i said it's been on my mind so this is more about trying to get things to fly as well as flying, because it starts with a plane crash and does it end with the plane taking off? You don't know, because uh, sometimes uh, things go down. They don't come back up. Uh, I'm talking about Flight of the Phoenix from Flight 2004. Phoenix. Oh. Uh, so it's a very interesting remake uh, of a movie. And Giovanni Ravisi plays a character who is not really very likable uh, and possibly untrustworthy. And yet might uh, be the only way that these people are going to survive for their crash in the desert.
0: I, now, I have, have you seen the original?
2: I have not seen the original. Actually, I, as I was looking at it, I was sort of realizing I had never actually seen the, the first one.
0: Well, I I have not seen the original. I, I don't believe, if I did, I don't remember it. And I have heard, because that one was one that came up and, and everything I read was, watch the original because this one's trash. And I thought, <laughs> wait a minute. I kind of grew up with Flight of the Phoenix. Like, I... Yeah, I don't think that it's trash. Should I think it's trash? It's been a long time since I've I seen know. It's it. A,
2: it's a, there's a couple of these movies that I'm like, I remember going in and watching and really enjoying. Yeah, if I went back. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't hold up as yeah. well. Especially my number one. I think probably would be that way. But all right, I picked Aaron. There's not even memories. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, okay, so that means I'm I am uh, last, you? and so that is fantastic because I get to pick executive decision two. <laughs> I am, of course, talking More about decisions. Air Force One. I cannot <laughs> <thank you laughs> believe that we have not. No one has picked this for any reason. There are any number of reasons to pick this movie for one of our historical lists uh, directed by Wolfgang Peterson. It is it is the movie that puts Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman uh, mm-hmm. on screen together. And uh, it it looks, uh, I, you know, again, I haven't I've watched this one more than once for sure, but it's probably been better part of 10 years since I've seen it. And my memory of it is uh, just so, uh, so visceral uh, because I saw this movie and thought, oh, my God, that's what the president has to go through every time he gets on that plane. Like, that's <laughs> what my head headcanon did. Like, it's just terror getting on air force one is just horrible um my favorite bit of this is the poster though which is the (laughs) The giant giant face of of harrison ford and it just says across the top harrison ford is the president of the united states and that's That's it it. and that's all we need (laughs) can somebody
3: start a kickstarter here's how you make that movie uh better Mm -hmm. do a kickstarter just redo the crash sequence redo the cgi <laughs> it's the it's some of the worst c- i yeah. mean you could have taken a couple of paper towel rolls painted them <laughs> stuck cardboard to them and thrown them through someone's swimming pool and it would look better yeah,
2: yeah. i was
0: not involved no they were not involved it's really it, it is what's on the tin it's get all right off my
2: plane i that's a
0: great beer. yes get off my plane <laughs> that's it that's those are my three uh rob Number 3 for you. So do
3: you remember when uh, Steven Spielberg remade a 1943 romantic drama starring Mr. Holland before his opus? <laughs> what are you doing? Cuz right I now? do, cuz I was in high school and I took a, a girl on a date to go see Always. Oh. Always. Oh, you didn't know like Always. that wasn't enough. No, I, I oh. didn't, didn't know. Actually,
2: I I last christmas i got the steven spielberg blu-ray collection and that was in there and i realized i had never seen always that
0: was who was in that with him was that uh holly hunter was
3: that holly hunter, holly hunter and john goodman oh my goodness oh wow yeah
2: yeah always
3: and and audrey hepburn that's her final film role wow i'll be darn. no it's and it, okay it's a it's a schmaltzy movie um, but the Spielberg part of it is, is that they, it, it, they change it from the original. The 1943 film is about, uh, wartime, uh, basically combat and stuff. And this one, they, he changes it to like firefighting. Mm-hmm. So basically with, with, uh, tankers. And I will say that it is spectacular. Those scenes, that's why Spielberg did it because they did some pretty cool special effects. And the demise of the main character, because it's, it's basically a ghost story. It's ghost, but with mm-hmm. aerial firefighting. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a tremendous sequence. Uh I really enjoyed it. I can remember it. I was I I mean literally I hadn't even graduated high school yet when this came out. And uh I thought it was a pretty uh a pretty nice movie. So it is a pretty nice movie. Pretty nice movie. Rob nice. Cabasco. <laughs> the girl the girl I think I <laughs> took out nice. that night. I think she thought it was nice too. And oh. I'm just gonna leave that there. Did you <laughs> Always. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I don't need to know anymore. <laughs>
2: Kyle, you're number. Boy, three. I wish we could have ended on there. Yeah. That's not where we're ending because <laughs> the final leg of our flight's gonna get a little bumpier. Um, so, uh, because as we were talking about, the '90s were really, really popular for uh, movies. So, there's this was a, a another action movie. In the 90s, set on a plane. Everybody was trying to crack that die hard on a plane thing. Doing um, a little farther with this one. So maybe we should have a female lead for this one. So uh, I'm kicking uh, in honor of the uh, the uh, recent untimely, horribly painful death of, um, of emotionally, I should say, of Ray Liotta, uh, oh, Turbulence from 1997.
0: Oh, he,
1: he, was, he
2: was great nuts in, that one. He was, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he was crazy.
0: he Ray Liotta.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he was at his oh. most like unhinged. And Lauren Holly getting yeah. to be like her one and only sort of action role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be darned. I, it's probably, it's probably trash, but I remember watching it and I remember renting it multiple times from Blockbuster. Yeah. Because it was just, it was a good, bad movie. Wow. Yeah. That, that was, that's a, peace, that's early. a rough
0: one. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace,
2: Ray. Uh,
0: well, that's our, that's how, a real roller coaster of a trip around the world, sure is. <laughs> I'm telling
2: you, you guys. It was a rough landing, but we got there. We did get we there. We landed safely. We did get there. We have disembarked. So,
0: all right, so we're going to try something new here uh, because we. this is about building a, list of, uh, a watch list. We're mm-hmm. going to build the watch list for us, too. We don't have time to go watch nine movies before next week, but we do have time to watch one. And so we've decided as a new entry into the uh, Saturday matinee, we're going to do a little test. Each of us are going to get a movie from one another's lists and watch it this week, and do a little do a little report sometime in the future. I think we each know what we're going to watch from each other's list, and uh, so let's go ahead and and do it. Except for Rob, I think you picked a, a movie off your own list. Which seems possibly like (laughs) the most Rob Cabosco-y thing you could possibly do? No, no,
2: no. That would me. I would be me. I, I have a movie on my list that I've never seen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I. I Good. It's like, hey, I, 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 I gamed the system and I'm now I'm paying the price for it because I have two movies I have to watch this week. Yes, I have one that I've never seen before.
0: Man, you uh, really so got hosed. Well, unfortunately yeah. for you also, I want to watch that movie off of your list, uh, <laughs> okay. which, which is Blood Red Sky. I, that yeah. sounds absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I need to be a part of that uh, for sure. So that would be my pick. I will pledge to watch Blood Red Sky between now and next week.
2: Uh, all right I, I will you? I will get them going out of order I will pick always because never seen uh, I have never seen that movie and I like I say I own it I've just never actually sat down and watched it
3: all right all right and Rob and I will take the red eye yeah mm. the overnighter I think you're going to have a good time I'm looking forward to seeing this I think you're going to have That's a great, great time yeah with me this too movie. it's okay. like
2: vintage Spielberg like I, I can't believe it's a Spielberg movie I've never seen
0: yeah and and as part of this little experiment to see how this works it sort of only works if we actually come back and talk about these movies next week so it's it's us we're actually picking a a list theme for the hmm. three of us for next week how hard okay. could we possibly be on ourselves <laughs> oh, oh um i'm i'm already happy about this I, <laughs> I thought for for a moment we should do something related to uh m- movies it- about fandoms or ab- oh, about fan experiences mm. okay i don't know i i have i can think of exactly one that has been picked many times so <laughs> i don't know if i if-, if that if the 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 well is deep enough but uh that is that was my first contribution okay I like that. Of fans and fanatics fans and f- oh fanatics broadens it up yep right. i like I that like i do yeah. like that fans and fanatics okay
3: Rob, what do you think? You have I, anything on I your... Can't, you I that? cannot improve on that. That's per, that is... That immediately... Yeah, I, yeah, a I, think, I could think of head. a
2: couple because once you sort of open it that yeah. way, then... Yeah.
0: Okay, so for next week, we will be talking about fans and fanatics. Films about fans and fanatics. And I'm going to go ahead and limit it and uh, and, unlimited and say, it doesn't necessarily have to be our favorite films about fans no. and or fanatics. Sure, right. But, uh, but we do have to... Let's just say, we should probably have seen it Can we make that a rule? We have to have seen the movie. All right. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, So that is coming uh, next week. Uh, Very excited about that. And that will be us again. So uh, we're going into a little bit of a slowdown season for the summer. Uh, So we're wrapping up our our next couple of episodes, and then we'll be taking our little July break. Uh, But in the meantime, what are you guys up to right now in your podcast lives? Anything of note?
2: Uh, see I think Curious Codex I think a new episode just came out I think that's where our break is going to be as well Uh, (laughs) it did come out and it's so good uh, We have caught up to where uh, Mandy Fabian is in production, (laughs) so we can't really talk about the stuff because she hasn't done it yet. So (laughs) (laughs) The next things that we have to talk about are like um, cutting a trailer and uh, picking a movie poster, and that's literally what she's doing right now. So I sort of need to give her a little bit of space and time until they, they have sort of Locked the movie and got all that stuff before we can talk about what the process was.
0: Well, and I'll tell you, the last two episodes where you actually talk hardcore about her film have been really fantastic. Not that the rest of them weren't really interesting too. Well, sure. Like her yeah, pattern has been great, great. Now, but getting, into, getting the, into the yeah, the, like the the, of the the set work has been just yeah. really extraordinary and and kind of riveting. Like as somebody who has always aspired to work on bigger film productions and just pads go in different directions, it sure. is fascinating to me. Mm. Fascinating to me to to hear what she is uh, put herself through we should say yeah. to actually get this done so uh, well done and that episode i think dropped to members this week and goes public next week okay uh, that sounds right. so that is yes, where we'll, we, we, we do, are then
2: we'll, we'll have it well, then we'll
0: have our hiatus we'll have your hiatus rob are you up to anything right now or you're on a break from things what are you doing
3: uh, on a break but i know uh kyle and i still have fun with our uh, little 10 random things that will be coming back mm-hmm. with a live episode next week Probably i imagine you have some things yeah. <laughs> it, it, there's a, there's some things, uh, and then I got to tell you something. Like we talked about this, we you know we we road trip this whole experience. Uh, we are both uh, energetic with ideas and stuff for the future. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for what's gonna happen. Some planning that's gonna happen this summer, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got some fun stuff coming. Good good. good. So. Uh, very excited about all those things
0: we are still in the we're wrapping up uh, actually right now we Andy and I are wrapping up our uh, season of uh, the next real stuff and so we're we just wrapped up our sports series and oh we've got just a a lot of things but next year uh, let's just say we're doing our our entire theme for next year is very 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 big (laughs) very big If you have not liked any of the more intimate smaller films that we've done this year, (laughs) you need to tune in in August because we're going large. I'm very excited about it. So thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate your time and your attention. My goodness, this might be our our record setter for the longest episode. You'll Uh, never
2: beat my record.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Noted. At least you're here for both of them. Uh, And uh, thank you, everybody. We will see you online. Go do something nice for yourself. Bye.